Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love our neighbor for the good of the city. In honor of my dad, I want to start with a story that he shared with me. I love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day in case you're watching. My dad pastors a church up in Pennsylvania, uh, and he's also a Navy chaplain and a counselor. And I remember when I first became a dad and started dealing with the reality that you have to live your life like you normally do and deal with all the realities of life, but then also save your best energy for your family. He told me a story about when he would come home after long days of work, sometimes pressure, sometimes challenges, and he was just exhausted. And he would get in the driveway of our home in Virginia Beach, and he realized he was about to walk in uh, to my mom and to his three young kids. I was the oldest. I have an awesome brother and an awesome sister and he would not get out of his car until he had settled himself from his day and realized he needed to go inside and not just say family serve me but have the best pocket of energy reserved to love and serve his family he probably always didn't do that perfectly but he did it often and I never forgot that story and it's interesting as dads also as moms Just as humans in general, sometimes we get into positions where we just have to give and give and give, and it seems like we get depleted and we wrestle with how we continue to give in the way that we're called to. And I wanna share a short message with us today about how we must learn to receive so that we can keep giving. This is the promise of receiving from God. Colossians 2, verses 1 through 7. You can read along in your Bible. I encourage you to do that. Go in your app on your phone, or it's also on our digital worship guide. Starting in verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes this in Colossians chapter 2. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I have to just stop there for a second. It says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He's praying that we will have the full riches of complete understanding. This is why our mission here at Grayson is to follow Jesus, just be reminded, I talked about it last Sunday, follow the leader, reading on in verse four. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. Verse five, for though I am absent from, from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. And here's our focus for today, verses six and seven. So then, Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. I'm gonna pray again. Lord, let your word speak to us this morning. As we have mentioned, you are a transcendent God. And though we are all in different places and there's various things going on, we wanna focus our attention right now on your word. And the fact that you are a living God who desires to speak in to the reality of our life today. So we open our hearts and our minds for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 6 and 7 are two of my favorite verses in Scripture. I've taught about it often, and I want to share a little bit of another angle today. Verse 6 again. So then, 
just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. This is a profound reminder that the gospel of Jesus Christ can only be received. And it brings me to number one, if you're following on your notes, remember that everything you have, you have received from God. Think about it. You had nothing to do with your creation. You had nothing to do with your gifts and abilities. Some people think they are self-made and I don't wanna take anything away from your sacrifice or your struggle, but here's the reality. You would not even have the ability to sacrifice or struggle apart from what God has freely given you. You had nothing to do with the mercy and grace given you freely through Jesus. You know, when it comes to how we approach God, I've heard people say sometimes, imagine a mountain and imagine God is at the top of the mountain and there are all kinds of paths on every side of that mountain that represent different ways to get to God. And you can kind of think of all the different religions of the world or philosophies. And the idea is you just got to either by good works or by sheer effort or by striving, somehow get to the top of that mountain and get to God. But the thing that sets Christianity and following Jesus apart from all the others, it's entirely different, is that God himself, through the person of Jesus, comes down the mountain to find us. So rather than us doing everything we can to seek him, he actually says, no, I am going to seek you. And all we can do is receive him. All we can do is say yes to the fact that he has come down to meet us. So the good news of Jesus can only be received but there are some things that can block you from receiving from God. Number two in your notes is learn to remain in the posture of receiving from God. To receive from God requires humility. So number three in your notes is remain humble. You know, when I study the scripture and when I learn from church history and when I follow wonderful women and men of God, I see that humility is the key to the kingdom of God. I've illustrated it like this before. I actually think I learned this from my dad. But imagine there was a wall right here that is a a, a steel wall that is impossible to open with no access to the other side. And imagine on the other side of this wall is the kingdom of God, the fullness of life, everything I've hoped and dreamed for, but I don't know how to get to the other side. The scripture teaches us that humility is the key to this door. Until we humble ourselves so that we can actually receive from God, we don't know what it is to open that door and enter the kingdom. But when we learn to humble ourselves and repeatedly humble ourselves, we can walk in the reality of the kingdom of God. This is so important that scripture teaches us that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. When I think about that, I sometimes get, I should say it this way. It's a sobering reality to remember. God opposes me when I'm proud, but he pours his grace upon me when I'm humble. I think of a basketball game sometimes. I'm not a great basketball player, but I like basketball. And imagine I'm doing everything I can to get this ball through the hoop. But if I'm prideful, it's as if God is opposing me at every turn. Every move I make, whether I try a fade or a jump shot, whatever I can do, I can put all my effort into trying to get my life to work right. But God opposes you when you're proud because he realizes that's what's best for you. So you learn to humble yourself and then he pours his grace upon you. And a sister to humility is remaining teachable. Number four, remain teachable. 
I want to encourage you about some of the men and women of God in our church family here at Graceland. We had a board meeting, first one that was in person. It was just last week, I think, maybe two weeks ago. And we've done everything virtually like so many teams throughout the pandemic. And we had a virtual meeting up in our classroom. Everyone wore masks coming in. Our seats were all six feet apart. So once we came in, we could take off our masks and stay distance. And it was Lauren Robinson's, who's our, our, our new-ish treasurer. She's already been treasurer for about three or four months. Uh, it was her first board meeting with us. And we went around the room just to catch up and Without me prompting anything, these incredible uh, men who serve on this board, uh, beginning with Pastor Duncan and then Ron Koppelberger shared, and the theme continued, they just once again shared their heart that their greatest goal in life is just to know God more. They want to be about their father's business. They have this humility and teachability about them that says, though I've walked with God for 50 or 60 years, I recognize I have much to learn. I'm trying to grow. I'm continuing to humble myself. I'm seeking the person of Jesus. And I shared this, this quote last week that in the company of Jesus, there are no experts, only beginners. And our board exemplifies that beautifully. It was such a powerful meeting that afterwards, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, uh, Lauren, who again, was her first meeting, texted my wife and I and said it was, that board meeting was one of the most beautiful things she's been a part of. In her own words, Lauren, I hope you don't mind me sharing. But you don't often hear that said about board meetings. And it's because we have a humble and teachable group that desire to know God more. There's a, another thing that's absolutely, absolutely essential to receive from God. It requires being unoffended. So number five is remain unoffended. You can't even worship God. Nick and Jackie, have you ever tried to worship God when you are offended. When you have offense in your heart, you realize quickly that it's very hard to bring your gift before the Lord and just worship with passion. So much so that Jesus teaches us, if you come to bring your gift to the altar and realize you have a problem with your brother or sister, go and handle that problem first and then bring your gift back to worship. And we have a lot of opinions and things happening in our nation right now, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt. And let me encourage you, do not let offense or a root of bitterness get into your heart. You must see people through the lens of the gospel of Jesus. You must see people with compassion, with love, or you will no longer be able to bring your worship to the Lord and you will no longer be able to receive from the Lord. Just yesterday, in the middle of this amazing Father's Day weekend where my wife and my daughters and my son are just serving and blessing me in so many ways, um, in the middle of it, Jessica said something that offended me. I'm not gonna say what it was, but she said something in the middle of the day. It was, you know, she, she might be able to guess what it was. The reason, the reason, the reason it offended me is because it, it pricked on an insecurity in my life. It's not that big of a deal, but it's something that for me causes me to get angry. And another thing my dad taught me, let me just keep honoring him. He said, there are only two reasons to ever get angry. One is your ego is threatened. Two is your goal is blocked. If you're angry, one of those two things is happening. And in this case, I think it was a little bit of both. My ego was threatened a little bit and the goal of me thinking I'm awesome was blocked. <laughs> and, and she said, and, and I, I, I got defensive a little bit and I was all of a sudden a little bit upset. I was starting to think maybe we should just bag the rest of the plans for the day. And I went up to my room, <laughs> basically pouting like a little boy. I went up to my room and 
I started uh, just thinking, I don't really want to mess up this day by this silly thing. And I, I remembered the sermon I was about to preach. And I said, Lord, how ridiculous is this? And I was able to just, by God's grace, humble myself in his presence, lay that down. And guess what? All of a sudden, I'm back in the presence of the Lord. All of a sudden, I'm back in a place where I can just love my wife and serve my family. And we got back into the day. I share it because the question is not, will you get offended? The question is, when you get offended, what will you do? And let me encourage you, church, if you don't hear anything else today, remember Matthew 18. Jesus teaches us that if you have a problem with your brother or sister, you go and talk to them personally. You deal with it, you work it out, you lay down the offense, and you move forward together as one church. Then reading on in the text, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Number six, continue to live your life in Christ. This just means keep going. Don't stop, persevere. Listen, people are watching you, follower of Jesus, and watching how you respond to better understand who God is. People are seeing God through your life. And the question is, are they seeing an accurate picture of who God is, of who Jesus is, through how you are continuing to live your life in Christ. Verse seven, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. So number seven, develop roots. I hear a lot of people, whether you are a young person who's trying to figure out what you're doing in life or whether you're more middle-aged and you're just finding yourself in the unique moment of middle-agedness in life, and you're trying to figure out what to do to best serve the people around you, or whether you're older and you're thinking through how to leave the best legacy, Scripture tells us that the only thing we can do is focus on taking root below. This is from the book of Isaiah. And then the Lord says that as we take root below, we will bear fruit above. Our job is to focus on taking root. God's job is to cause us to be fruitful. And then it says, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So number eight is develop gratitude. Now listen, we know this to be true. As you receive from God and as you continue to live your life in him and focus on the only thing you can do, which is taking root, you will overflow with thankfulness. You will. Nick reminded me this morning, he was half making fun of me, but he was reminding me because we're in the sanctuary and we're, all, we're getting set up for resuming in-person services here. And he reminded me of one time when I shared with the church how sometimes when I'm here alone, I just, and the doors are locked and I know no one's in here, there's no camera on. I, I will sometimes be in prayer and start like running victory laps in this church building. I'm serious. I will run up and down the aisle. I will jump as high as I can, which is not that high. I will shout. I will worship. I'll kneel. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll be in God's presence. And you know what causes me to do that is when I come to God with all the, all the realities of my life, all the difficulties, all the problems, all the questions, all the exhaustion, all the whatever it is, and I connect with him, I once again receive. You must learn to receive. And when you receive, you worship. You realize, oh my goodness, the living God is pouring his love, his goodness, his riches, his richness, the fullness of Jesus, he's pouring into me. Not because I earned it, not because I can ever maintain it, but because it's a free gift of salvation. The fullness of the spirit of God, a wonderful future, a secure eternity, life in the Lord. I can trust God more with my wife and my kids than I can with myself. I'm not the one that's responsible for all of that. He is. I can trust God with our church. I can trust God with everything going on in my life. We can trust God with our nation. 
You realize that? We can trust God with our nation. We can trust God with this world. He created it. And we begin to worship him because everything is in his hands. Because he is sovereign through all of it. Because he will take what the enemy intends for evil. He will use it for good. And I worship and I'm grateful. If you're exhausted today, or if you're confused today, or if you just need to receive freshly from God today, Nick's gonna sing a song that just directly speaks to you about coming to the altar. So I encourage you, make an altar right where you are. You can kneel, you can sit, you can stand, you can sit in your couch, but let your heart come back to the posture of receiving. If you're offended, lay it down. If you're filled with pride, lay it down. Humble yourself before the Lord. If you haven't remained teachable, remind yourself, oh my goodness, I know nothing compared to the vastness of the mystery and the wonder of the living God. God, we humble ourselves before you. Lord, we lay down our offenses. We put down our arms, Lord. We come to you to do one thing and that is to receive. And we turn our heart into an altar today. We turn our, our room, our living room, our vehicle into an altar. Let's respond together, church. You know, another lesson from my dad, and it's from scripture actually, is that Jesus in scripture is the intercessor. Satan, the enemy of our souls, the one who hates us in scripture, is the accuser. And I always check my own heart and I encourage you to do the same. Am I doing more accusing or intercessing? Is intercessing a word? Interceding. Interceding. (laughs) Thank you. We know what you meant. (laughs) Very important. And let me just encourage you. Give me one last minute of attention. Let's not allow ourselves to be divided as the church and let's not allow offense to own us let's not be those that just endlessly accuse let's be those that pray let's be those that go first in humility to love and to serve Jesus said to even love our enemies there's just no excuse as a follower of Christ if we want to represent him if we want to have the aroma of Christ about our lives, we will be walking in humility, not in defensiveness, not in offense, not in rage. We will be walking in teachability, not acting like we know everything and have the best answer about everything. And we will be attempting to serve and wash the feet of others. Let's get this right, church. Let's keep preaching to our own hearts the gospel of Jesus, receiving from him, And let's be intercessors. So what I'd like to do is we're going to pray. I want you to get in your mind right now someone you're upset with. It could be a whole group of people. You know, it's funny right now with the news, you might have all this anger and offense just towards someone on the news that you don't even know. And it's robbing you of freedom. Don't hold it in your heart. We can have opinions and views and all that kind of stuff, but don't hold it in your heart. So get whoever it is in your mind. It could be a family member. It could be a boss. It could be a parent. It could be a kid, a grandkid. It could be a grandparent. It could be a neighbor. I don't know who it is, but let's get them in our minds. Lord, we pray 
for these people right now. And we ask for forgiveness for sometimes just accusing and accusing and allowing ourselves to get angrier and angrier or more and more offended. Rather than doing that, we pray for them, Lord. We may not know everything about their mind and heart. Even if we think we do, we don't. We pray for them. We pray that they would know you. We pray that they would walk in the life that they've been created for as a beloved son or daughter of the living God made in your image. God, we pray that they would flourish in the way that you have intended. Even that person who may have hurt us, we pray for that, Lord. Help us keep our heart in a place where you can bless it, where you can pour into us. We wanna walk in the freedom you've called us to in Jesus' name. Before you sing the next part, let me remind you when Jesus came for you, he was reaching out to an enemy. Scripture teaches us that we were enemies of God. We were enemies. We were opposed to him. And he reaches through that and becomes our savior. And we are disciples of that Jesus. I'm gonna pray this benediction over us and then we'll be dismissed. We are so honored uh, that you've joined us today to, to worship God, to hear from his word. I cannot wait to resume in-person services next week. And I know some of you will stay online. Whatever you need to do, we, we, we bless that. We pray for you and we are partnering with you as one church. Um, after I pray this, we'll be dismissed. Go out into the world and labor to bring forth new lives of humility, of peace and of grace. Dream dreams, pursue visions, and speak of God's goodness and generosity in the words of those who would hear. And may our God, who breathed life into creation, be your delight. May Christ Jesus give hope to your dreaming, and may the Holy Spirit, your advocate and guide, set your hearts ablaze with a passion for peace. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Love you guys very much. Have a wonderful afternoon, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there.